and welcome to Champagne and Murder, please. I am so happy to have Mr. Mark back with me. Happy to be here. You better be fucking happy well, to be thank here. thank you for having me. It's only been just shy of a month. Just shy. Just shy. You know I'm shy, actually, so shy of a yeah, month. Yeah, okay. I am in the podcast world. I was actually told the other day, someone listened to this, and they're like, you don't exactly have the right voice for a podcast. Well, we don't have the face for TV, so... So where are we podcast at? Podcast is where we be. Maybe I'll start writing books. <laughs> my life with PBR. <laughs> Me and my PBR. So, I bet you can't guess what, ooh, what I'm drinking this I, evening. I bet you they can't. Ah, delicious PBR. <laughs> How many you got left in that case? Once it hits there? your lips. I don't know. I haven't been here for I don't think anybody else has had any. Enough for like one or two podcasts. All Maybe right, one. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So you better show up next week. Then I'll switch over. Something. I was going to bring some Guinness for this evening. <clears throat> Maybe do some black and tans with PBR. That would have been awesome. Really church it up. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, yeah. When we're back for St. Mm. Patty's Day. When you hang out with us and have some corned beef. And hash. I have hash browns. Oh, I guess that's more of a breakfast thing. Yeah. Corned beef and cabbage. No cabbage. No cabbage. No cabbage. Small hands don't smell like cabbage. Small hands. No cabbage. No. I got kraut, though. Isn't kraut cabbage? Shut up. <laughs> Either way. Either way. I've got, I've got nothing now. It's like a really fancy lettuce. It's, like it's really, yeah. It's like extra fancy. Thicker, older brother. <laughs> Thicker, older, <laughs> Thicker brother. older brother. yeah. <laughs> mm, cabbage. It's actually not cabbage, it's kraut. It's just kraut. Oh. So. No, I got it because we're going to do sandwiches, so. Sandwiches. And a Reuben is my favorite sandwich. The only time I've ever gotten um, food poisoning from a restaurant. Oh, great. Was from a Reuben. Well, don't worry. I'm cooking it, so <laughs> I'm you don't got to worry. Looking forward to it. So it's never at a uh, at a mom and pop restaurant, never buy a Reuben. I get them from I guess it wasn't mom and, I guess it wasn't mom and pop. It was more. Um, Back roads. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Breakfast restaurant that served lunch wasn't great. No, I won't name any names, but it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great. I've had better. <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> it's not hard to do, apparently, with that restaurant. So, uh, podcast wise, what have you been doing the last three weeks? Um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Did some creepy cryptids with my sister. Creepy cryptids. Oh, yeah, I missed that one. I was yeah. looking forward to that. Ruguru. I was really, really sad. I was going to talk about the, uh, the Piasaw bird, <laughs> Chupacabra, Hodag. Kikamora. Yeah. A little goat sucker. A little goat bit of everything. Sucker. Yeah, Chupa- Chupacabra. Oh. Translates to the goat like, sucker. I thought there was an actual like goat sucker or something called a goat sucker. Yeah, chupacabra. <laughs> What's up? Not Which a... is actually a bird. So here we go. It's a bird. A bird, yeah. Oh my god. All Related right. to I believe night jars. What? Yeah, night jar. Whippoorwill. I know what a whippoorwill is. Yeah. Same thing. Nighthawk. Yeah. Okay. Not the same thing. But close. Distant relatives. This isn't a bird podcast, but if it was, oh. we'd be talking about goat suckers <laughs> all day, all day long. Speaking of that, the birds are migrating back. Things are nice outside. They're getting there. Tomorrow's going to be shit, but then the everyone's, rest of it's getting. Everyone's getting been twitter pated these days. <laughs> getting all revved up, ready to go. You know, I played um, Flower from Bambi yes. in a school play. Did you? I did. That's funny. 
I think it was like first grade. Flower. He can call me Flower if he wants to. That was all I had to say. Does John call you Flower? No. Ooh. No. He's missed opportunities. It is. I don't I don't think I've told him about that. For instance, I like to bring up that my wife is a queen every time I meet new people. Well, yeah. I never miss that opportunity. Well, I am too, so. I know you are. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually told my therapist about it the other day, and yeah. she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling. She's like, you? I'm, I'm like, feeling thanks. fucking great right now. We've covered a lot <laughs> like, of shit thank in here. you. Thank you uh-huh. so much. That makes me feel so much better. Just a ray of fucking sunshine here. <laughs> I think she just said it so that I'd keep coming to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more we need to open up about. It took you this long to talk about this? She's <laughs> like, Wow. Really, you of all people? <laughs> yes, believe it or believe it or don't. It happened. I have pictures. Oh man! And I still have the crowns and the sashes. We'll get released. I missed out. I should have started a shrine. So Sam got rid of her uh, crown. What? I think I kept the sash. I don't know where it is though. I have the plaque though. Her and I should do Halloween costumes and just wear all of our our sashes yeah. and. Get crowns and stuff. You missed out. You should have done that when you were pregnant. Oh. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I was a cheerleader when I was pregnant. Just as That's what I dressed and, uh, up as. <laughs> and you were, also the, uh, you were also the, the wife one year because John was a milkman. John was the milkman and mm-hmm. I was the, the 1950s housewife. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So not That's much has one. changed. No. <laughs> still the same. Now I'm just a... 2020s housewife and yep. John still he wants still me to call him the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Not much has changed. Uh, so what were you up to while you were gone? I've just been sitting at home. Yeah. I haven't done anything I live Taking uh, care of sick people. Relatively boring life. No, we've been uh, we've been up to quite a bit. Uh so yeah, so um old Marv's been a little bit under the weather, but he's back. Good. You know, um, two weekends ago, uh, I think I brought up uh, that we did the uh, the Shadidarod. Yeah, that's when so, you were gone the first time. So Derek Disney, just Derek Disney, an old Bonnie Johnson, really <laughs> sold some fucking trips. You know, Mexico, awesome. Scotland, a <laughs> couple other places. Really can't tell you. What I can tell you is that fourteen beers. Fit in a briefcase. Fourteen <clears throat> beers fit. Sorry, in a I lost briefcase. you there. Fit in a briefcase. Yeah, hmm. standard briefcase. Huh. Jaguar. I'm gonna have to remember that. Got it from Goodwill. I'm pretty sure someone just donated it after they sold their Jaguar. <laughs> or that They're like, s- I have the car. I don't need the briefcase. Still the tag on the inside. Hmm. You know, genuine Jaguar. Hopefully, it wasn't really Jaguar. Um. Oh no. And get red paint thrown. I should just throw red paint <laughs> on myself. Just, just, I have spray paint right here. I cannot, it's red. I cannot condone this. <laughs> I already have like some stickers on it though. I'm pretty excited about it. I take it to business meetings now at work. That's awesome. <laughs> Next time I should take 14 beers in it and just start and passing just, them out. Yep, just start handing it. Be like, Oop, down the to... information that you <clears throat> need is in this packet right here. <laughs> down to business. All right. Well, brought my documentation. Here we go. Here, read the back of this beer can real quick. Yeah, so th- so that was uh, that was a great time as always. I uh, meet a lot of random people, get a bunch of dudes' numbers like normal. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, I was telling Lori about it when she was on doing your Rougarou story, and she was like, "I'm so proud of them." I'm so proud of them. 
Like it is like a good. I I it's think like the they're good people. The they'll organization this year, I think, um, this year alone was like a hundred and thirty thousand nice. dollars. I think is what they raised, or all the teams raised that's fundraising awesome. wise. Which is yeah, which is amazing. That's for the Chicago Food Depository. Yep. So then uh, teams will volunteer and do repacks and things of that nature. And, yeah, it's great. And uh, this Sunday, if we actually make it, we have uh, like an awards award ceremony. Ooh. We didn't win. We got runners up, but uh, we weren't really allowed Always to. The we weren't really allowed to win again. So, well, because you've won how many times? A, lot of t- a couple times. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that another team won. It's just because you guys are so good, though. But the nice thing, I was still carrying my uh, briefcase around the entire <laughs> evening. I believe it. So I bought one drink the entire day, <laughs> and. I think I think we got uh, Bonnie and I. Uh, I believe we were going to get like a vodka Red Bull, and you just gave me a mule, like a oh. Moscow mule. Okay. She's like, oh, we only have Rockstar, and I see him like open this ginger beer, and, and like, I, I get back, not... and I was like, Sam's like, this isn't Rockstar. I was like, no, it's not. It's like like two drinks. It's like thirty dollars. So I'm like, oh fuck this. He can't even mix like the right drink. So I open up my briefcase to get like two more old Milwaukee's out, and I just keep <laughs> drinking those. <laughs> Like, I don't need a bartender. She's like, I don't think you can do that here. You know, we're like Navy Pier in Chicago. Like, fuck it. Like, upstairs in a party, so whatever. But, like, pretty sure I can Who's do gonna that. Stop Who's going to say anything to Derek Disney? Exactly. He can show you the world. He's got two tickets I to Paradise. Can show you the world. <laughs> 60% of the time, he'll get you there every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. And you wore your Pluto pin? I did. Awesome. Yeah, on my uh, on my suit coat. On your suit coat. Yep. That's cute. <sighs> yep. Olivia was so proud to yeah. give you that. I know. She and then so she definitely excited. had like remorse. She was like, can I have that pin back? I was She's like, like oh, I want that. Sorry, sweetie. It was a fucking gift. It was a gift. You can't give it back. Uncle Mark will give this back to you when you turn 18. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. That's fine. <laughs> you have to rent that out. So here's another question. Speaking of lending things out, like how long is too long to ask for something back? There is a lady that her child went to the same preschool as Olivia, who is now in first grade. So this has been a couple of years. Okay. She asked to borrow my Hocus Pocus DVD. Mm-hmm. Never gave it back. And now I see her all the time because her other child is in Thea's class. Have you asked for it back? I have not asked for it back. So that's been how many years? Four? Three. Three? Three years. It's a little so, too late now, I think. With these fans Plus, it was out only here, five bucks, and I can watch it on Disney. So, so what these fans out here might not know is that we were both films and a or er, members and or er, sorry, we were both in a very in, popular film that's yes. now on Netflix. It's on Amazon. Oh, Amazon Prime, Amazon not Prime. Netflix. Amazon Prime. You can buy it for about four dollars. So you can keep rewatching it. That's right. You can watch me die over and over, over again. and over again. And I believe it's uh, for or Spurs. Fangs versus Fangs versus Spurs. Spurs. I was yeah. going to say Spurs versus Fangs. Other way around. So it's a it's a solid, you know, cowboy versus vampire movie. Nice little flick. Joe oh. Estevez in it. I'm just going to do a Joe pitch Estevez. for it really quick. He so used what... my toilet and he pet my dog. Uh, I took a picture with him. <laughs> I think I did too. No, so, I don't think I did. The reason I'm bringing that up is uh, in the shooting of that film, uh, one of our good friends was there who I haven't seen in some time. I may have lent him a bolo tie. Oh. So can I just like reach out? Yeah. 
Just be like, hey. Hey, fucking Neil, I mean, man. Like, if do you're you listening... want me to text him? I will no, text him. <laughs> I will text Neil. So I like I have I have like three bolo ties, and the only reason I want to find out if that bolo tie is still alive because it came from my friends, one of my best friends' grandpas. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm just like, like every time. Well, I then go, it's not too late to ask. Every time I go that. to put on this bolo tie, I'm like, fuck, dude! If I had that bolo tie that I gave to Neil, like, god damn it! Like, oh, son so of I'm a like, bitch. I mean, Neil's a cool guy, so mm-hmm. I can just be like, hey, man. it's... It's Mark. You want to like slam a beer and bring my bolo tie? Yeah. I'm gonna I, reach, I I'll feel reach like, out to him. I feel like that exact sentence would get you your bolo tie back. I'll probably wait another year and then do it. Don't, or I'm going to do it for you. No. You don't have to be my mom. I can do it. Thanks. Yeah, but I haven't talked to Neil in a while. I need to reach and, out. And so, so other small thing on Neil. Uh, I have a tendency in the past before I'm no longer on social media currently for this year. To peruse a certain marketplace. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about a certain marketplace, which I can't say the name because we're not sponsored yet by them, <laughs> um, you could see who friends or who the friends are of certain sellers, etc. Yeah. And uh, I hope Neil doesn't mind if I keep mentioning his name because he's a rad guy. But like one rad. guy specifically, I was going to buy something from. He's like, "Oh, you know Neil?" It's like, "Fuck, I'll hold on to it for you as long as you want." Like. <laughs> If you know Neil, you got to be a cool guy. If you know like, Neil, wow, you thanks. must be cool. Like, thanks, man. And then finally, the, like, <laughs> schedules didn't work out. And I'm like, ah, like, I won't get there. You can sell that. He's like, you sure, man? I'll hold it. Like, you know Neil. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Neil. Neil's a, Neil's a great guy. You know? <laughs> uh, Fucking Neil. I do miss that dude. So what, uh, so what have you, uh, what else have you been up to? Um, getting rid of pink eye. Mm. <laughs> That's because... <laughs> It's because John farted on your pillow. Yeah, he, it's revenge farting. It's uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh. I'm better now. I'll wait until tomorrow I'll fart on his pillow. Okay, because, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> this is the couch cushion you're sleeping on tonight? <laughs> yep. There it goes. <laughs> yeah, just getting everybody well and writing scripts and doing some paintings, actually. Looking forward to that. We've got an art show coming up, so if anyone's in the... Uh... Northern Illinois region. We can't name where it's at, but there might be an art show coming up. You're welcome to come. Yeah, you're more than welcome to stop by and buy some stuff from the 20-some-odd vendors that we're going to have. Might build a dragon halfway there. Halfway I there. might finish a dragon. You might. Yeah, I was going to say, you were going to do the dragon for last year's art show. But... And then I had to work that Saturday. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, which is stupid. That's why I already have it on the calendar for this year. Perfect. Sorry, bitches. I'm busy. I'm here. I didn't have to work. I think I volunteered to work because I it was think like, you did because you it was were like a turd. An, it was a needed it was like a needed burn day. So I was like, guys, ah, really need beer. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So if I finish the dragon, it's not going to be for sale. But I'm still no. going to bring it. Well, yeah, you got to show it off. I need to get to breathe fire. Well, and that's why my Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie painting. I'll put it out. But not it's for not sale. for sale. Yeah, just like my umbrella I was talking yeah, about. Your umbrella is not for sale. Yeah. That umbrella is pretty fucking cool. So I scored this um depression era homemade tractor umbrella made out of decal decalb uh corn seed bags. Which I'm pretty happy about. And I actually didn't score it. We garbage picked it quite a year or garbage quite a while ago. It. Well, you scored it then. Scored it, yeah. yeah. And then had it stored at my folks' place. And my dad's like, Do you want this or I'm going to get rid of it? I was like, Yeah, I'll take Give that. Give me that. 
<laughs> it's got a special place in my heart and right here in my shed. You know, there's a <laughs> lot. Of, full of, oh, there's a lot other of other stuff that can get thrown out of here, but that. <laughs> That's where are you going? Fucking nowhere. You, know? <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. The other thing, uh, Felix had his first trip. It took me 30 years. This kind of will lead eventually into my story about castles. Um, medieval times dinner and tournament. I saw that. Did medieval he? Times, did he enjoy dinner it? And tournament. Uh, I think he did. Was he kind of like up and all over? I the place? mean, he's like not even three years old, so, so... He, he was in his seat the whole time. He pounded that chicken. Oh, good. <laughs> like had a blast, ate some toast, drank some water, had a great time. You know, waving a little flag, wearing a crown, having a good ass time, just fucking having a blast. Then you get home and he falls asleep and he just wakes up screaming. Oh, jeez. And he's already having like probably a nightmare of these two knights fighting oh, each other. Geez. And I was like, and then you have to just, tell him that it's fake. Did we just set our child up for nightmares and like paid for it? Night. God damn it. Mares. Yeah. Uh-huh. K. K-N. K-N. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. Night terrors. I mean, oh, if I saw right. those. Scraggly beards and long-haired guys coming after me. I'd probably. Have some I mean, the long well. hair would get me. I don't know. It gets them every time. I don't know. As I just shake my long as hair. As you shake your mullet out. I should have put a ponytail <laughs> in tonight. Tucked it under my hat. Oh, I don't have a hair tie on me. I'd have given it Next to you. Next time. <laughs> Thinking about surprising Sam, just putting it up under my hat. Like I got this haircut, and like, ah, just kidding. Not yet. <laughs> She'd not be so mad. yet. I I would be surprised if she didn't punch you. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> So, I'll wait. I'll wait till after I go fishing with my brother, so I can shake it at him too. Well, yeah, you one more shake time, it at your brother. Then I'll get a real haircut and you get back to life. Rejoins the, the mustache side. is going to stay probably for the entire summer, though. I like it. Yeah, I think That's it should it. stay. I'm a I'm a advocate mm-hmm. of facial hair. Yeah, especially mustaches. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you this. What Who else? Who wants a mustache ride? What else? <laughs> Sam's like, ooh, me, me. I do. I want fun. <laughs> please no one else say something. Please no. All right. Just see you. All right. You. Nobody else say anything. You please. the babe up front. All right. <laughs> so the only bad thing about when you have a mustache. Well, I didn't have a mustache at this point. Mm, nope. Just a beard, long hair, and a dog. And your child and your wife are playing at the park on a nice day. And you look like the creeper. And you're walking around watching the playground where <laughs> your child and your wife are playing on the slides. Some other people are playing with a ball. It gets kicked your way, so you kick it back. The, kids, or, uh, the kid says, thank you. You say you're welcome. <clears throat> and then you just keep walking. Then you look over, and the parents are looking at you, and you see, hear them say. They're, they're squinting their eyes at you. What did he say to you? Oh, uh, he said, thank you. I was just like, did I do something wrong? Like, they kicked oh, the ball geez. too hard? Like, I didn't, like, you know? You kicked it too hard at their faces. So now you? I told Sam, I'm like, wait till I get this mustache back at the park. I'd be like, no, it's cool. I have one on the park, the playground. He's mine. Like, <laughs> the lady over there, it's my wife. It's not my daughter or cousin. It's, it's cool. <laughs> She's not my sex she, slave. She it's looks fine. I mean, Everything's fine. <laughs> I mean, she is, but we're married now. I mean, you're married, so it's fine. This is an awkward position. But uh, <laughs> speaking of awkward positions, uh, <laughs> but it's just like, oh, man, it happens already. You're so just you got, a creepy-looking guy. Then you got this rad mustache, and you show up to daycare, <laughs> and you're like, hey, tell your mom I say hey. What's up? 
Hey, Daddy, don't call me Daddy in don't front of your parents, all right? Jeez. Oh, God. I'm Felix's Daddy, all right? Let <laughs> me <laughs> get my ass kicked in the parking lot. Yeah, probably. By Chuck over there. <laughs> you know? But I don't know. By Chuck. That's awesome. Fucking Chuck. So, uh, what are you drinking? Truly, you must tell me. I truly believe it's a truly. Oh, rad. <laughs> Shocking, I know. What, um... I have a champagne Ooh, recommendation. You do? I do. A little bubbly? It's a C.A. Brute sparkling mm. wine. It's like 50 bucks. Fucking A. It's like perfect for toasts and engagement parties. And shaking and up and... Shit like that, apparently. Or breaking so. on the front of boats. Yeah, or that. <laughs> and Tara has promised to come out and be on a show on a Monday, so... So I'm out. What? So I'm out, yeah. She can't do Thursdays. I know, I'm out. I'm out for Monday. I was going to be a guest appearance on a Monday, but I I guess I'm out. But I told her she could remote in one of these times. It's not the same. I know, she's got to be here in person, otherwise it doesn't count. got to breathe into this microphone. You have to really, (sighs) you have to play the atmosphere. (laughs) You have to feel the pod dungeon. You have to just. This summer is going to be great, though. It's going to be super cool down here. And I'm still going to have a blanket and a sweatshirt. Yep, I'm still going to be wearing... I never wear sweatpants in public, but I did today, so I was comfy. I, I'm i really glad weird, you wear sweatpants it? in public. <clears throat> it's kind of weird. <laughs> I usually only go out in jeans. And I'm I like, mean... You know what? Or tearaway pants. Or tearaways. If I have yeah. a man thong under it. Well, but you have like, to have the man thong, otherwise you can't wear them. It's the rules. But these babies right here, these athletic joggers, I might have ran the whole way here. You don't know. You don't even know. You don't know. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, good podcast. All right. See you out there. All right. Bye. <laughs> so, I'm going to go run home now. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be there in three hours. A little, I had to walk most of the way. <laughs> I'm not made for running. Let's I do, just walk. Let's it's do fine. this. Let's do this. All right. I'm out. Uh, what? Uh, in other news, um, this just in. What have you been listening to? Um, slash reading slash watching still reading butcher and the run i didn't get any farther than the last time happens because <laughs> you know having pink eye and not being able to see things was really great you try sleeping on the book i tried that in college a couple of times and didn't like, work. Maybe, maybe my brain will just absorb this <laughs> didn't work through osmosis I, I waited for the last two nights to cram for this let's just let's just sleep on it i literally have slept in my book Probably at least five times in my life. Hoping. Yeah, it doesn't hoping. work that way. Hey, but here I am. So, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Here I am. You must have retained it. College graduate. <laughs> me too. <laughs> here I am. What good is it doing me? Oh, sorry. Continue on. Oh, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, Butcher and the Wren. And then I somehow missed a bunch of episodes of Obituary. I don't know how happens but i miss them so i was catching up on those and i'm super excited because my sister Lori and i are going to see them in june in chicago i did talk about them some on morbid no Mm -hmm. okay yeah gotcha i I love spencer and madison they're hilarious i've not listened to obituary you should i should i think you'll enjoy it maybe i will Maybe I will. Have you heard of, uh, speaking of obituaries, have you heard of the uh, the guy that's like the uh, funeral crasher who gets like hired to shit talk families? What? Yeah, we'll cover that a whole nother day. Oh my God. He Well, he actually gets hired by like the deceased 
<laughs> right? Before they're so deceased. So the deceased spills the beans and then gives it to this guy. So, yeah, I forget what his name was, but like <clears throat> the first time he did it, he's talking about like, yeah, so like walking in this church, I don't know anyone. And like they ask if anyone else has anything to share. Or they're like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. we have so-and-so up here next. And he comes up and he's like, well, for you, those that don't know me, I'm so-and-so. I was hired by Jim. The deceased. Jim yeah. the deceased. Um, so I he apolog- wanted me to tell you. <laughs> I apologize for what I'm about to say. And he, you know, he say said the guy paid him a thousand bucks or something. Well, fuck. So I'll he tell, sh- so he shows up. He so he shows up and he's like, so, um, you know, if I'm reading this, then you know I'm already dead. There's there's something in there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <clears throat> so I see uh, see Charlie's probably here. Looks pretty sad. Well, you were fucking my wife for a couple years, <gasps> so you can go ahead and leave. And oh he just God. starts calling people out in his family and how bad they suck. And, like, people are crying. Oh and people in the back are laughing. <laughs> and this guy's like, I'm going to get my ass kicked in the parking lot. He's and, like, like, he's out. Right, like, peace out. So finally he gets done and people are like, what the hell just happened? And then like, he, like, walks out to his car and he gets approached by someone. And he's like, thank you. Someone needed to say that. <gasps> and he's like, hey, like, can we hire you for, like, this? That's and then, awesome. So since that came out, that's what, like, he's known for. He just keeps getting hired to, like, show up at people's funerals and just fucking oh shit God. talk. For, you know, for the dead person. I love it. Oh, I I think we heard about it on This American Life or something. I'll, oh, uh, my God. That's awesome. I'll, fi- I'll find it for you. It, Send it's, it to it's, me. It's beautiful. We should probably oh listen God. to it after this because it's fucking awesome. We probably awesome. should. Dude, it's so awesome. Oh, my awesome. God. That is too cool. So now I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out, like... How do I get this guy to come? Like, to I don't me? want to shit talk anyone necessarily, but I feel like that's that'd be awesome. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think Sam actually listens to this. So, like, I started out. I well, we've done a will. We still haven't signed our papers because we're stupid. But like, you can write like a little bit in what you want to say. And this was like really quick before we went to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like, I started out, and she like writes whatever down there. So I started out and like put some headphones in. I'm concentrating. Mm-hmm. So if you're reading this and you already know, I'm dead. <laughs> that's just, she goes, and that's it. That's she's all I like, got. did you really write that? Say, I'm like, yeah, you have to read it out loud too. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's it's like, part of it. she's you like, you're a fucking it. asshole. I'm like, yeah, you're an asshole. And I'll be yeah. a dead asshole. So and just, I'll be your dead go, asshole. Go, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to <laughs> say, I will always love you. And <laughs> <laughs> just, just like stupid shit. That's awesome. Uh, but I don't know. It's wonderful. I should probably do one of those. Ah, you should. As an adult. You should. But, uh, so I, uh, I've been, you know, once again, listening to, um, my typical bird podcast. Of course. You know, talking birds. I expect birds. nothing less. Um. At first, when you said talking birds, the first time you mentioned it, I thought birds. you meant like the birds were talking. They are. <laughs> They always speak to me. It's like no, talking birds without a G. Oh, only yeah. birds that are talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, only I was those. Like, are, wow. How are you going to listen? It took it, it took it, me a it, second, it, and fine. then I was like, wow. It's just like a bunch stupid. of like pissed off macaws just swearing. <laughs> God damn. In a podcast. My dad be... had a macaw named Belvedere. Mister Belvedere. Nope, just Belvedere. Yeah. Yeah. He died from I think pneumonia. I don't remember. The age of like eighty-five. Yeah, something like that. Cool. I would have one, but like, too much of a rock and roll life, though. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, that's about, 
That's about That's it. That's about it. <laughs> couple listener tales from Morbid, but they're also going back to not every week, like once a month for listener tales. Yeah. So it's kind of disappointing. So I'm caught up for but a while. But if you're on Amazon Music, or Am- is it yeah. Amazon Music, I think? I don't know. You can listen without, like, you know, because how they have some of the episodes that you, like, can't access. I don't know. Until such and such date. If you go on Amazon, you don't have to worry about that. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I can wait. Other okay. things to listen to in the world. That's true. Like random podcasts on other things. Yeah. Like champagne. And, and murder. murder. <laughs> the pitch, home run. All right, here we go. And so uh, this evening, <clears throat> we've got a couple different things to cover. We have some St. Patrick's Day uh, story. Well, not stories, but information for you. I've got some traditions and the history of those traditions, as well as... I have some St. Patrick information Ooh. to share. So it's more than just green beer and shamrocks. Yeah. Believe it or not. Shamrock shakes. Shamrock shakes. I actually already had one this year. I can't drink them anymore. I always get the extra large. I had a small one. I always get the extra large ones that I want to barf afterwards. (laughs) So maybe you shouldn't (laughs) get the big ones. You don't need 64 ounces of shamrock ice cream. sure, though? Mm, Just let me come in and put my head underneath the spigot and, you know, let it all slide down. Do they do like a shamrock latte? Because I feel like... Ew, that'd be really gross. Throw that in some uh, something, or like that... get that with some Bailey's and some something else. Maybe oh, make that, your own. That like, would be okay then. Milkshake, shamrock milkshake. Shim milkshake. Shim milkshake. Shmilkshake. Brings all the boys Irish to the boys yard. to the yard. <laughs> it so. Brings all the feckin' Irish to the yard. <laughs> the fucking Irish. <laughs> uh, that wasn't stereotypical at all. Your monster. No. Well, I am Irish, so I'm not. I'm allowed. I could be. Could be. I definitely am. I'm not. Yeah, feckin' Irish. Fucking Irish. Feckin'. 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 Yep. See? I'm pretty much... I'm wearing this You're green... You're learning. I'm wearing this green fleece, so I mean, I'm not even wearing anything green. I'm so. pretty much there. You're done. You're That's good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and we also have um, stories about haunted castles. Yeah. Like in, like in medieval times and my son's dreams. Yes. His Haunted nightmares. castles. I have mine one in, that's in that's in Ireland. And mine is Austria. In Austria. Austria. I'm also Austrian. Rutenberg. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Should we? Uh... Let's get this party started. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Now that we're thirty minutes in, let's do sorry. it. Sorry. Let's do it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So my story this evening is on Musham Castle. Uh, Musham Castle is the little house of horrors. Not whores. Not whores. Horrors. 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 Okay. Damn it. Musham Castle, or Schloss Musham, is a castle in Untenberg, Austria. Uh oh. Burp me. (laughs) I told you I had to burp. Sorry about that. And it shares a structural resemblance with Esterhaza Palace, also in Austria. Both Both castles. Not made of sand. Feature of the Baroque. 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 I did it. Baroque. Baroque ass castle. (laughs) Baroque. (laughs) Architectural style (laughs) that was popular in medieval times. Not dinner and tournament. Actual medieval times. Oh, spelled the same though. Exactly. Musham Castle is located on a high point overlooking the entire area. The cat, well, which vantage point makes sense. Defense purposes. Wonderful. 
This castle was involved in at least 45 bloody battles in its time, but battles are not the reason the castle is so infamous. Hmm. Probably bloody times are, but not the battles. The castle was built upon the foundation of an old Roman fortress that is no longer visible. It has been mentioned in documents from 1191, but it has been modernized and extended since. In 1285, Musham Castle was seized by Prince Archbishop of Salzburg, but then there was a period of no documentation until the 14th century. During this time, Musham Castle served as a residence to an Episcopal Burgrave. Burgrave. Hmm? Burgrave? Burgrave? Burgrave. <laughs> Burgrave. Bur- yeah, Burgrave. I told you sure. that. You know what a Burgrave is? It's another word for count or ruler of a castle. Oh, see? You're, you're so wondering. smart. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know. I was testing you on that one. I knew it. <laughs> oh my god, the Alexa's going crazy again. It's haunted. You have to be nice to Alexa. Alexa, please do not look that up. Thank you. <clears throat> She's like, I'm going to prove like, you wrong, motherfucker. Speaking of, of Burgrave, I'll show you some Burgrave. I'm the ruler of this castle, so, so Alexa. I listen to all your shit. <laughs> Like the people that fucking put the turn off the speaker would put the the tape over the camera. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, see, mine's not taped over. You just see the stuff that Alexa's seen me do. What's oh, going on? Jeez. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Ah, <laughs> uh, the castle was updated and expanded in the 1520s. The castle then became the region's administrative seat. Hmm. Pardon my paper. It's flip. bossy. It's I'm bossy. <laughs> Usham Castle was the setting for local wars and the Crusades. Several Austrian-Hungarian wars and the Flemish revolt against Maximilian of Austria. I feel like we need to bring that name back. I know it's just shortened. It's shortened to Max. Yeah. But like, more people need their name to be Maximilian. All right, your next child. Maybe I put Done. an O on it, Maximilian. Maximilian. Yeah. Sorry, not Maximilian. Hmm. Mm. We have another child, maybe Max will be the name. Probably not, though. Doubt it. The castle was attacked by peasants during the German Peasant War from 1524 to 1525. On his flight from Salzburg in 1611, Archbishop Wolf Dietrich von Reitenau stayed in the castle. It was shortly before he captured, or he was captured and imprisoned for, and imprisoned for life. The ground around the castle had been soaked in blood, but there is one period in the history that's even more gruesome than all of these wars combined. Uh-oh. Not looking forward to hearing about it's that. It's foreboding. But let me tell you about it. Okay. Musham Castle is the home to one of the most horrible witch hunts in European history. The so-called Zauberjackal Trials from 1673 to 1690 led to the execution of 139 probably innocent people. Surprisingly, most of the, um, most of the executed were male. Really? Which is interesting, because usually in, like, witch hunts, it's unfortunately, females. it's females, because they can't, or they can float, and then they're a duck. <laughs> and, if, and if you're a duck, if you're a witch. If they can float, they're a witch. If they sink, oh, they're yeah. <clears throat> The mass hysteria started when Barbara Colleran was arrested for theft and sorcery in 1675. She and her partner were put on trial. During torture, Barbara confessed 
that her son Paul Jacob Collar had made a pact with Satan. Her partner Paul Kalterbacher confirmed her story. Barbara was executed in August of that year and the hunt for her son Jacob was on. So here's some shit, right? Okay, fill it. You're already going down. Yeah. So first of all, when they said partner, I thought it was going to be a lady. But it's also the 1600s. So I guess, yeah. you know. So her and, her and Paul are like, you know what? You guys are taking us down. Let's but, just throw a but, kid in there. But my son made a pact with the devil. It was all him. You know? So so if we're going down, bitches, just go find Jacob to bring him down. I feel like that's just a shit parent right there. That's, you want to talk about shitty parenting. Tell you one thing, if I get a, arrested for sorcery, <clears throat> probably not throwing Marv under the bus. No. Not. I can't see that. You know, I'm pretty sure my son wasn't baptized, but he made a pact with a devil. Yeah. So you should find him. If you think I can do some fucking magic, <laughs> you should see Wait this. Wait till you see Marv. You should see this guy's monkey toes. <laughs> you know, you can pick up anything with those things. <laughs> in, in 1677, the government heard news that Jacob was dead, but they arrested a young beggar named Dinus Feldner. That news was, oh no, I'm out. Pardon me, I dropped my paper. The news was contradicted. The 12-year-old handicapped Feldner, who was also known as the Dirty Animal, <laughs> told authorities that he had just been in contact with Jacob before being arrested. So, <clears throat> I know this is the 1600s, mm-hmm. but you call a handicapped child a dirty animal. I mean, maybe he could play the drums really good. A lot of things. A lot of things are wrong with this story. <laughs> also, the dirty animal is also selling, like, just fucking, hey, Jacob, by the way. Nope, he's, you guys thought he was dead? Nah, still nah, alive. he's still alive. He's you still fuck, fucking with you. You guys should go get, leave this dirty animal alone and go fucking get him. Sorry, Jacob. You know, <laughs> I didn't geez. do anything wrong. I was Jesus. just a dirty animal. <clears throat> uh, according to Feldner, Jacob, or as he was now known, Jackal, was a leader of a gang of beggar children uh, from teens or of teens from the slums. Get it, Jackal. Jackal. I feel like once Derek Disney's dead, I'm going to start going by Jackal. <laughs> what would your last name be, though? I don't know yet. Give me some time to think about Jackal, it. Jackal Jackoff. Jackal. <laughs> Maybe that'll be Lordy's middle name. Ooh, Lordy, Lordy Jackal Mikulowski. Son of a God. <laughs> My apologies. I'll, I'll get back to the story. Anyway. <clears throat> and, and now we're back. Uh, Feldner elaborate, elaborated and claimed that Jackal had been teaching the children black magic. This confession led to the arrest of hundreds of homeless children. Mm. So the dirty animal is pretty much just selling out all the children now. What is it with everybody selling everybody out? That's the 1600s, you know? I don't sure. know. Fuck. As the inter- <laughs> I just blacked out for a second it's there. Okay. Mm, not blacked, zoned. Zoned out for a second there. One second. <clears throat> a little bit parched. Please allow this interruption from delicious Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> I don't always need to wet my whistle, but when I do, it's, it's Pabst, Pabst to the Blue rescue. Ribbon. It's Pabst <laughs> will help you. Uh, as the interrogations of the, uh, of the kids went on, stories of Jackal grew larger and larger. In the end, even the authorities feared the man uh, for his bloodlust and cruelty. They actually preferred to avoid arresting him. So now Jackal was the most famous wizard in the city's history, and he was never captured. 
Jackal. But instead, the witch hunt continued. Uh-oh. So now Jackal's just fucking all these guys over, you know? Jackal's like, fuck you. But in reality, he's not alive anymore. Like He's dead. He's been dead this whole just time. Just a new guy. He's like, if anyone asks, I was Jacob, but now I'm Jackal. <laughs> the castle was involved in the whole witch trial process. The administration, the court, imprisonment, torture, and execution all happened at Musham Grounds. Of course, or of the 139 executed for witchcraft, 113 of which were male. They were executed because of their, uh, because they were loyal followers, followers of Jackal. 39 of the executed were children. The youngest, Hanerl, Hanerl. So they also all just add an L to the yeah. end of their name, which is well, wonderful. Like, Jackal has an L, so Hanner will be Hanerl. Yeah. Just throw an L. Um, unfortunately, he was only 10 years old. 53 of the executed range from 15 to 21, and 21 of the executed were of unknown age. Mm. Margaret Reinberg was the oldest to be executed at 80 years old. So Jackal really had a following, you know, 10, to, 10 to 80. Uh, the bulk of the executions, 109 in total, took place in 1681 before the followers of Jackal were killed. They were brutally tortured. Some had their hands cut off and had been branded on their chest with a branding iron. Some were hanged, some decapitated, Oof. and some burned to the stake while they were still alive. The witch hunt ended in 1690, and life at Musham returned to normal. How do you go back to normal <laughs> I after gonna, that? I going to say that. Oh. <clears throat> well, everything ended in 1690, and, well, Jackal was still out there, but everything went back to normal. But, hey, we're we're done torturing witches now. We're good. So if you're, like, the leader of black magic, I mean, I've seen some movies, but wouldn't you just, like, show up and decimate like, everybody? Just, like, throw out some magic yeah. and, like, save your folks? Yeah. Robin yeah. Hood could do it. He didn't have magic. Yeah. So, Jackal, if you're still listening... <laughs> Turn yourself in. It's a, it might Stop be a the chaos. Late. Stop the chaos, Jackal. <laughs> this, uh, this, let's see, ended in 1690, returned to normal, blah, 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 blah. This only lasted until 1790, or 1790, when the Archbishop Count, I was going to say Heranus, but uh, <laughs> Hieronymus von Colorado discovered that Musham Ballywick and Bollywick is, or Bailiwick, one sphere of operation or particular area of interest. So for interest, my Bailiwick would be pigeons. pigeons. Yep. And my babe wife. So True. I'd have two Bailiwicks. I'm going to start calling her my Bailiwick. <laughs> She's going to be so confused. <laughs> She's like, what, what's a Bailiwick? Let me tell you about She's a Bailiwick. She's like, what are you calling me? Obviously you're not Austrian. So Jeez. Get with it. Um, without the church's financial help, the castle fell into disrepair. But not long after, local deer and stock were found mutilated and killed in, <clears throat> mutilated and killed in the surrounding area. The locals began su- er, being superstitious, pointed the fingers at the remaining residents of the castle. They believed they were turning into werewolves at night and feasting on the flesh of animals in the area. So the locals put together a mob and went to the castle and murdered the residents in their own courtyard. Or courtyard. Ooh. After that, the castle was abandoned. So they pretty much Beauty and the Beast stormed yep. the castle. The Beast didn't win this time. Though. Jeez. These people are brutal. 
So I, have, I actually thought where they were going with this whole thing, and they were talking about that. I didn't think they were going to say werewolves. I was really hoping they were going to say they were turning into jackals. Yeah. They kind of missed that they opportunity did. there, but maybe next time. <laughs> so what I'm gathering so far is this castle's pretty much fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, in 1886, the castle was purchased by Count jo- or Jonah Jonan Nepomunk Wilschek. <laughs> Jesus, I'm horrible with names. I apologize to Jonan Nepomunk Wilschek if I pronounce it incorrectly, <laughs> or the family of him if they're still listening. They're still alive. Uh, he was an Austrian explorer and patron of the arts. I was going to say patron saint of the arts. <laughs> and patron saint of the we'll, arts. We'll check. Because we're, ta- because we're talking about St. Patrick later. Yeah. <clears throat> he was able to restore the castle to its former glory. And even today, the Wilczek family owns the castle. I will st- Wilczek has an exterior or an extensive art collection and is now open for the public to view. So we can go visit that. Nice. Maybe I'll go. Sorry, I pronounced your guys' name incorrectly on a podcast. <laughs> go in person to apologize. But speaking of butchering, if you guys want to see how I butchered your name, please listen to Champagne please and Murder, please. Do you, do you want to sell some copies in the <laughs> in the castle? Because we can do it. We can do uh, that. The presence, the presence of this uh, friendly family does nothing to erase the creepy history. Apart from its gruesome history, the castle has other stories and legends to tell. One such story is that of a bailiff named Anton. Anton had ruled the Musham Castle in the mid-1800s. His nickname was Shorgan Tony, and he was well known for his cruel behavior. He loved to torture his prisoners in the most horrible ways, and he was awful and even mistreated his own parents. Jeez. That's nice of him. Even though this diabolical behavior um, was known throughout the region, he was never punished for his crimes, which led to the locals to believe that he had sold the soul to, or sold his soul to the devil himself. Well, that makes sense. So it's two, at least two soul soul sellers. Two soul sellers so far <clears throat> in the ca- uh, castle's history. Uh, one night, a storm was sweeping over the land, and Anton or Shorgan Tony was making his final round in the dungeons. He re- uh, he relished at the wounds and pain he had inflicted during the day, and satisfied, he retired to his apartments. Listening to the terrible storm, an unpleasant thought popped into his head, so he decided to have a drink and relax in his chair to shake off the feeling. Meanwhile, a carriage drawn by four shiny black horses came closer to the castle's gate. The gate opened as if by magic, for the unknown guest. Uh oh. Man, now we're getting some magic. Magical. The carriage then stopped at the castle's courtyard, and a figure all in black stepped out. Anton had narrowly been asleep when he was startled by a knock at his door. Who in their right mind would be out at night like or who who in their right mind would be out in night like this? Kinda like who? this. Yeah, kinda like this. Who would be who? not who? Who? Would be out a night like this. It's rainy. It's, it's rainy. stormy. It's a March evening. Ooh. I actually rode on a purple dragon, not four shiny black horses. There you go. But who would be out there? Let's find out. He opened the door and there stood a figure in black. 
The stranger started to speak. Good night, dear man. Ooh. I come to you from hell, and my prince ordered me to prepare you your journey. How would you like that? Uh, I'll start greeting you like that. <clears throat> good night. Good night, dear woman. I come to you from hell, and my prince ordered me to prepare you for, for your, your journey. journey. Anton oh. then started to beg and plead. He had known this day was coming eventually, but he was not ready to face his fate yet. Unfortunately for Anton, the dark figure was ruthless and dragged him along to his carriage and took him to hell for the rest of eternity. Ooh, sucks to suck. Good night, dear woman. <laughs> Good night, dear man. Get in, get into the dragon. Tonight we ride. <laughs> get into the purple dragon. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight we ride. We ride. <laughs> I'll bring you back at 7.30. We're just going to get some ice cream. Yes. Sorry, custard. Yeah. Uh, Today, Musham Castle is privately owned by Countess Theresita Wilschik. Although a large part of the castle is open to the public for tours, throughout its many years, there have been reports of paranormal incidents. People have reported feeling they are being watched, touched, or breathed on, especially in the torture chamber. Ew. Strange white mists and shadows, or and shadow figures have been seen floating through the corridors. Disembodied voices have been caught during EVP sessions. There, uh, there has been a dark presence felt in Anton's room, and doors have a tendency to open and close on their own. There have also been claims of hearing footsteps, but when the person turns around, there isn't anyone there. That's scary. And strange banging noises are heard throughout the castle. And that is Musham Castle. Ooh. Ooh. It's got a bloody history. Thanks for bearing with me on that one. Yeah. I got a little sidetracked. It's okay. It happens every time. Good night. Good night, <laughs> Good dear, night woman. dear woman. <laughs> Tonight we ride. Hydroelectric dance. Tony. Shorgan Tony. Shorgan Tony. <laughs> My castle is called Leap Castle. Ooh. It is located in Coolderry, County Offaly, in Ireland, about 3.7 miles or 6 kilometers north of Rosecray. It is reportedly one of the world's most haunted castles, and it has a long history of legends and hauntings. <laughs> there have been varied accounts as to when the main tower and keep were actually constructed, ranging from the 13th century to the late 15th century, but more likely than not, it was around 1250 A.D. It was built by the O'Bannon clan and was originally called Leap of the O'Bannons. The O'Bannons were secondary chieftains of the territory at the time, and they ruled under the O'Carroll clan. Blood had been spilled at Leap Castle even before it was built. Legend has it that two O'Bannon brothers were contesting the chieftainship of their clan. The only way they found they could settle this was a display of strength and bravery. That's how you settle those things. Usually. Mm -hmm. The brothers were to jump off the rocky outcrop where the castle was to be built, and the survivor would win the honor and right to be the chieftain. But I couldn't find in my research However, if they both either died. one of them died yeah. or if one made it or not, so I don't know. But anyway... The castle is said to have been built on a druidic initiation site and that the druids knew that it was an area of dense spiritual energy. Mm. 
The castle is situated over two ley lines that cross in the these areas. The veil between the physical and spiritual realms is thinner and much more permeable. This permeability and natural energy allows spirits and entities to manifest much easier than in normal locations. Any thoughts or actions have a much more magnified and focused effect. Leap Castle, decades, its decades of suffering, negativity, and strong emotional events have left an effect on the atmosphere around the castle itself. The ruling O'Carrolls were a hostile and extremely vicious clan, and their lust for power wholly consumed them and they happily killed anyone that stood in their way, and that included their own family members. Many of the unfortunate victims of the O'Connells still roam the castle today. The annals of the Four Masters record, or record, that the... Record. Record. It's record. They record that. <laughs> they record that. They record that the Earl of Kildare, Gerald Fitzgerald, unsuccessfully tried to seize the castle in 1513, and three years later he again attacked the castle, but only managed to destroy sections of it. By 1557, the O'Carrolls regained possession of Leap Castle, and after the death of Mulrooney O'Carroll in 1532, the family struggles plagued the O'Carroll clan. In the family, a fierce rivalry arose for leadership between Thaddeus and Teague, and the bitter fight turned brother against brother. Thaddeus was a priest, and while he was holding mass for his family in what's now called the Bloody Chapel, mm. his rival brother Teague charged into the chapel and drove his sword into his brother and fatally wounded him. The slain priest fell across the altar and perished in front of his family. The ghost of the priest, Thaddeus, is believed to still haunt the Bloody Chapel along with some of the rooms below, but Thaddeus's death wasn't the only one to occur in the castle. The McMahon clan, I don't know how to say that, McMahon. Mahon? McMahon? 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 I don't know. The Mick whatever clan. Gerald Fitzgerald. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say Dina to Dina. Think about Dina it. Dina to Dina. <laughs> the McMahon clan was invited to a celebratory feast after helping to defeat a rival clan and seizing the opportunity, the O'Carrolls decided to get rid of the McMahons and the O'Neill clans and they poisoned them both at what should have been a victory celebration. This is like some Game of Thrones shit. It's very Game of Thrones, yeah. You <clears throat> think they stole thinking. that from the story? They might have. It's a good good way to get rid of your competition, I guess. Celebration. Everyone get together. By Everybody, the way, we're going to feast. Only you guys are going to eat, though. We poisoned all of you. <laughs> Y'all are fucked. The castle passed by marriage into the ownership of the Darby family in 1659. During Jonathan Charles Darby's tenure, seances were held in the castle by his wife Mildred Darby. She was a writer of gothic novels, which led to publicity about the castle and its inhabiting ghosts. Mildred tells of, quote, noises like furniture being moved were frequently heard at night, and guests staying with them would often ask why the servants turned out rooms underneath them at such an unusual hour, and that the front doorbell would ring, but no one would be there, end quote. I think if you were writing novels, though, you would just, like, switch your novels to something of that nature, and you wouldn't yeah. just have, like, a seance. You'd, like, use that. Yeah. And then you'd do book tours there. Art imitating life. Exactly. Yeah. Another ghost story linked to the history of the castle is about the Darby family. In the Darby era, Captain Darby amassed quite a wealth, and according to legends, he hid the spoils around the castle and its property. Captain Darby was eventually arrested and imprisoned in Dublin, but during his imprisonment he was driven insane, 
and when he was released, he went back and tried to find his treasure, only to forget where he had hid it all. His ghost is believed to be roaming the castle grounds, still searching for his lost treasures. Yikes. Hope he finds it. Me too. Later, the central keep was expanded, but to pay for this, the taxes had to be raised and some land accompanying the castle had to be sold. This might be one of the motivations for the castle being burned during the Irish Civil War in 1922. After the destruction, Mr. Darby obtained a reinstatement estimate that was issued in September 1922, and confusingly, it gives the address as, as Lieb Castle, Rosecray County, Tipperary. The net amount of claim was 22,684 pounds, which in today's money, that would be 1 million pounds, and in U.S. dollars, it would be 1.2 million. The claim was later settled for a lesser amount. The ruined castle was bought in 1974 by Australian historian Peter Bartlett. His mother had been a Bannon. Bartlett and his builder, Joe Sullivan, started on extensive restoration work, but both Sean Ryan and the previous owner, Peter Bartlett, experienced bizarre poltergeist activity <laughs> during their restoration work. Bartlett wasn't specific, but mentioned to a friend the incredible amount of poltergeist activity that occurred during his time spent undergoing the restorations. Bartlett carried out the restoration work until his death in 1989. Sean Ryan has owned the castle since 1991, and with his wife, they have continued the restoration work. Sean Ryan has spoken about his tools being moved to the far corners of the room while his back was turned. As long as that tool is not your ladder. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, just, just wait. Hold on. Oh, no. Hold on. Oh, no. A carpenter of Ryan suddenly left and never came back, and he never gave a reason for his departure. Ryan's restoration efforts came to a halt when the ladder he was working on was pushed away from the wall, <laughs> forcing him to jump several stories, which <laughs> fractured his knee. <laughs> when he was able to return to working on the castle, another accident resulted <clears throat> in a broken ankle. So his ladder got fucked with. <laughs> Might have been the wind. I'm really glad that you brought that oh, up. Oh, <laughs> man. I, didn't even, I haven't even read that. I was just like, ah. Oh. Your tools can get moved, and that's fine. You'll think you've fine. gone crazy, but like if they start fucking with your ladder, then you know, while you're on it, multiple too. stories in the air. Is that what they yeah. said, "Jeez, yeah," which is probably only two. He broke his knee. Yeah, but it's only two, probably Terrible. two stories. Better than your neck. Yeah, that's true. Right. The paranormal activities in the castle have terrified many visitors, but one such incident includes shadows being seen wandering the priest's house. The priest's house has been unoccupied since it burned in the 1922 Irish Civil War. However, a burly man has been seen hauling a heavy barrel up the castle stairs, but when he gets to the top, the barrel rolls back down the stairs and both the man and the, the barrel disappear. I think it's a barrel of bear. A beer? A barrel of beer. Barrel of beer. Barrel of beer. I think it's PBR. What's <laughs> that, that PBR? <clears throat> it's probably Guinness. It's actually probably sacramental wine. Probably because it's at the, the priest's house. And the burly fellow was probably the priest. The, the, <laughs> the, the priest. And he probably had a little bit of an issue with the He drink. couldn't hang on to his barrel. So then there's every time it just rolled down. So he couldn't hold on to his barrel. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Another ghost many visitors have encountered is the Red Lady. Ooh. I feel like there's always like a gray lady, a, a red lady, some, some kind of lady. Mm -hmm. The story that has been passed down through the years is that the Red Lady is a ghost of a woman 
who was captured and raped by the O'Carrolls. But once she found out she was pregnant and gave birth, the O'Carrolls killed the baby. And in her despair, she then killed herself. And since then, the Red Lady has been seen wandering the property with a dagger in hand, raised as if she wants to stab someone. Well, she should have killed them. I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah. Not condoning violence. But. Someone kills your baby. Go ahead, get them. Another story is of two young girls named Emily and Charlotte that have been seen and heard playing in Leap Castle. They are usually seen playing in the hallways and running up and down the stairs. Emily is said to have died at age 11 when she fell off one of the battlements. Many visitors claim to have seen her falling from the castle but disappearing just before hitting the ground below. Now, Charlotte's ghost has been seen dragging her deformed legs behind her. Not sure how that happened, though. I feel like all horror movies have something that plays off as uh-huh. well. <laughs> <clears throat> Just your face when I yeah. said she's dragging your legs. Also some Game of Thrones <laughs> stuff. Worth it. You know? Yeah, very true. Someone got pushed off a tower and then... Someone got pushed off a battlement. Yep. Deformed legs behind them. I'm telling you. I'm just, oh man, just picturing that. Probably like long hair <laughs> over their, oh god, black hair over their face, just dragging, dragging her legs, like legs behind them, like ah, oh, too much, uh, too much. You're welcome for that visual. <laughs> now I'm gonna have nightmares like Marv. Oh poor guy. So daddy, there are... no, daddy. <laughs> oh jeez, daddy's scary. Yeah, fucking nights. Oh great, shit night battles. Have fun with that. Not night shit battles, shit night battles <laughs> with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Though there are many spirits that roam the castle and its grounds, the most horrid and scariest of them all is the elemental. This spirit is said to predate many families who have resided in Leap Castle. Some theories suggest that the elemental potentially dates back to the time of the Druids, during which time people used sorcery to protect their sacred land on which the Leap Castle was then built. Others are of the belief that Gerald Fitzgerald and an accomplished magic practitioner are responsible for invoking the spirit in a bid to take over the castle. Either way, the elemental is a menacing presence that only makes itself known if you provoke it. So let's not do that. I actually pronounce, or, uh, protect my house by sorcery as well. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't helped me with the sump pump yet, but... Damn. The rest of the house is protected <laughs> by sorcery. The rest of it's fine. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, in the 1920s, an obulette was discovered behind a wall in the bloody chapel during Oof. the renovations. It was then revealed that the O'Carrolls were definitely behind many more deaths than previously thought. There were skeletons impaled on spikes laying at the base of the obulette, and three carts worth of human remains were taken out. They also found a pocket watch from the mid-1800s, leading most to believe that it wasn't just the O'Carrolls who had used the obulette. Hmm. The castle has been visited by more than one paranormal investigation team. ABC Family's Scariest Places on Earth and Living TV's Most Haunted, as well as the Atlantic Paranormal Society and even Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters have filmed at Leap Castle. On Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins, Nick Groff, and Aaron Goodwin travel to Ireland on a mission to investigate Leap Castle and the home the home of the Irish Hellfire Club. Aaron believes he was attacked by the devil when an unseen force clotted his ear while in the castle. Nah, if he was attacked by the devil, he still wouldn't be around <laughs> to talk about here. it. Today, Sean Ryan and his family own Leap Castle and have overwhelmingly confirmed 
the presence of supernaturals residing in the home alongside them. However, they have not experienced any sinister energies or apparitions during their time there. So, do you believe Leap Castle is haunted? Would you go there yourself to find out? Yeah. I would. I would, yeah. I'd definitely have to go check it out. I also, like, don't have Plus, a lot Plus, I just of, want to go to Ireland, so there's that. I don't have a lot of, like, encounters with the paranormal. Like, I've been, uh, I think I've told you this before, like, the only thing I've really ever had um, in college, like, there was, you know, in the girls' dorm, ooh, ooh but there was, a, like, an old sink, and then a bunch of new sinks, and, like, while brushing my teeth behind me with no one in there, the old sink turned on. Oh, yeah, you did yeah, tell both, me about that. Yeah, both handles, you know, full, full, full water. Yeah. Full throttle, you know, and you had to use all your power to bring them back. And then later that night, Ugh. I got like, you know, pressed down to my chest while you're trying to sleep. Was it like sleep paralysis? Yeah. Never had that before. Oof. Like only time ever. But like, like just like, still awake, be like, please, please touch me. Trying to wake up. <laughs> and then, you know, but, yeah. uh, but I would fuck yeah. Yeah, I would go. I would definitely go. So my brothers had some other shit happen to him too. So like, and since it doesn't really happen to me, I like to really push the boundaries. Yeah. So, like, when we were in um, Wyoming one time, guy we were staying with, or a friend of a guy we were staying with, um, they owned a, a house in town. Because no one was living there currently, they had turned the power off. We still mm-hmm. had the keys. At one point, it was like a battered women's shelter or something of that okay. nature. Um, we were all drunk guys. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, let's sleep in the basement. You know, like... Ooh. Nothing happened, but my brother the whole time just losing his shit. It's like, I fucking hate you. If something <laughs> happens to us tonight, I'm like, just go to sleep, asshole. And I pr- something could have happened, and I would just be like, but, um, so like, I like to mess with him a little bit, which is kind of an asshole thing, but I'm the younger brother. But he's brother. your brother. So and I'm the younger fine. brother, so like, he can yeah. kind of push the boundaries in there. Um, You're allowed. Like, he, yeah, he's had a lot more stuff, and, and you're like, you kind of get pissed. You're like, like, why not me? You know? So, because you're not open. I'm open to shit. Look at me right now. <laughs> I mean, let's go to the castle. I mean, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's bring Pat just in case. Satin, is that you? <laughs> you know? It's Satine. It's Satine, <laughs> motherfucker. Get it right. It's Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're not in Austria. Jackal, go home. What the fuck? That's where Jackal you know? went. Exactly. Fuck. I knew it. Yeah, he's Irish now. <laughs> he's Irish now. Markle, how are you? Markle. <laughs> I'm just going to put an L on everything. We're just putting oh. an L on everything. Like Let's move on to on Irish note. things. On to the next one. On to the Irish On to the things. next one. Oh, hey there. Uh, Mark with Champagne and Murder here. Uh, Markle with Markle. Champagne and Murder here. How are you? How would you say my name? <laughs> Brittle. 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 Just Brittle. Brittle. Yes, brittle. Brittanel. 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 Oh, man. Let's just go Brittanel. Brittanel. I like brittle. Brittle. Or brittle. I like careful. Brittanel. Hey, careful. She's brittle. Don't break her. <laughs> She's brittle. Don't break her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I'm going to cover a little bit of uh, some St. Patrick's Day traditions. Uh, once again, everything we read this evening, uh, the sources can be found in our show notes. Yep. Which is found where we'll show you at the end or tell you at the end of the episode. And you can find it on our internet stuff. <laughs> so, St. <clears throat> Patrick's Day, let's get to it. Because there's one thing on here 
then I'm going to lose my shit, and I already fact-checked it. Because <laughs> this is some weird stuff here. Not Mark weird. Mark is going to lose his shit. It's not weird. It's just unfortunate. Uh, celebrated annually from or on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day is a holiday known for parades, shamrocks, and all things Irish. Irish. From leprechauns to the color green. Find out how symbols we now associate with St. Patrick's Day came to be. And learn er, and learn about a few that are purely American inventions. With the American invention part, we'll cover those, and then also I'll try to find the link to some stand-up uh, comedy, which talks specifically about this. <laughs> and I'll cover some things in the Cliff Note version, because as you know, when I like to say things, I don't remember all of it, and I just spout some <laughs> random shit off. So my apologies, but we'll find that for you as well. Blow me, Ron Blow. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, suck my dick, Ron Jeremy. He said that at least once. At least once in his lifetime. Also, I also like to say, you know, when when we talk about you know uh, poultry, especially domestic poultry in general, there's a, a, a Muscovy duck, which is a perching duck, which is a very domesticated duck, and they're quite ugly. The ugly duckling, and they also have you know, the males also have or drakes also have just a huge schwantz. So, I like to call them the Ron Jeremy of the duck world, (laughs) and I've been saying that forever. And, like, is it catching on yet? Certain people will be like, Ron, and they'll look at him and they'll start laughing. Other people are like, Who's Ron Jeremy? I'm like, You should Google that. You should probably just Google Google that that. because this year Santa comes twice. All right, and we're not, (laughs) and we're not just talking about. The Muscovy duck, uh, or Muscovy, depending who you pronounce that, but Muscovy is for, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> starting out here, the Shamrock. Okay. Uh, the Shamrock, which also is called the Seamroy by, Kel- by the Celts, uh, was a sacred plant in ancient Ireland because it symbolized the rebirth of spring. By the 17th century, the Shamrock had become a symbol of the merging Irish natural, nationalism. As the English began to seize uh, Irish land and make laws against the use of Irish language and the practice of Catholicism, uh, many Irish began to wear the shamrock as a symbol of their pride and heritage and their displeasure with English, English rule. So, growing up Catholic, nothing, sorry. <laughs> nothing, nothing against the Catholic religion, but what also blows my mind while we're what really grinds my gears. <laughs> okay, Peter. You know, I understand that people want to spread religion, and that's fine. But like when you consistently just fuck up cultures. And shove it down people's throats. But just fuck up cultures. Yeah. It's so wild. You know? It's uh, amazing to me. So, you know, like <clears throat> Been fortunate enough to do a little, little bit of traveling. So while I was in Costa Rica uh, for a couple months, um, the um, not the Mormons, the other ones, Jehovah's, Jehovah's, the Jehovah's Witnesses showing up, and they're like trying to spread uh, the word of Jehovah to the the people that I was with, like this small mm-hmm. remaining, you know, culture. Hope they didn't drink the Kool Aid. I hope not either. You know, I'm in Kenya, and then Christianity. So I hope the the Maasai Mara didn't all convert over, because that no doubt necessarily, you know, everyone shouldn't have four wives and whatever. But also, like, if we consistently lose 
local culture and local religions, then we're all just going to be, you know. Everybody doesn't need to be the same. Shit, you know. Not shit, but you know what I mean. Shite. Just <laughs> something. So anyway, I'm going to get a shamrock pin too now. Nice. You know? Not Irish, but just, you know. Supporting the Irish. Don't stop believing, you know. Uh, speaking of don't stop believing, Irish music. Music is mucus, mucus. music. Music. <laughs> uh, music is also often associated with St. Patrick's Day, and Irish culture in general, from the ancient days of the Celts. Um, music has always been an important part of the Irish life. Uh, the Celts had an oral culture where uh, religion, legend, and history were passed from one generation to the next by the way of stories and songs. And I feel like that was a lot of cultures and yeah beliefs at that time. A lot time of too. early Well, and even early Native, Native American and, and everything yep. in general, right? So now we have to write everything down and podcast things or they don't exist. That's right. You know, which is why we're doing oral <laughs> culture. So, we're orally repeating it to you. Orally everything. You're welcome. As you can tell, I'm more of a fan of oral culture than reading culture. <laughs> so, <laughs> after being conquered by the English... Uh, and forbidden to speak their own language. The Irish, like the other oppressed people, turn to music to help them remember important events and hold on to their heritage and history. It is often stirred, uh, it has often, or as often, <laughs> stirred emotion and helped uh, to galvanize people. Music was outlawed by the English. Of course, they took it away. Of course. It's like Footloose all over again, but, you know. <laughs> It's like the footloose of, it's Across not dancing, it's not dancing, but it's fucking music in this thing. Uh, during her reign, Queen Elizabeth I even decreed that all artists and pipers were to be arrested and hanged on the spot. Wow. Whew. It's weather guitar heavy these days. No, just... <laughs> uh, today, traditional Irish bands like the Chieftains, the Can- Clancy Brothers, and Tommy Makem are gaining worldwide popularity. Their music is produced with instruments that have been used uh, for centuries, including the fiddle, the Yulian pipes, um, a sort of elaborate bagpipe, the tin whistle, a sort of flute. It's actually made of sil- uh, nickel, silver, brass, or aluminum, and the badran, an ancient type of framedom that was traditionally used in war- uh, warfare rather than music. So, war drum? Uh... Bodrum, bod, or Bodrun. Yeah. Hmm. A framed drum. A frame drum. Frame, frame drum. Frame drum. So, yeah, probably some, yeah. Or drum. I saw some somebody sort, using yeah. one to, this morning on the news. A frame drum? Mm-hmm. Because it was specifically for St. Patty's Day? Yep. Makes sense. It actually looked really cool. So, next, and this is what blows my mind here. Uh oh. <clears throat> uh oh. The snake. Hold on. Brace yourselves, everyone. The snake. It has long been recounted that during his mission in Ireland, St. Patrick once stood on a hilltop, which is now called Krogpatrick, Patrick, um, and with only a wooden staff by his side, banished all the snakes from Ireland. In fact, this island nation was never home to any snakes. The banishing of the snakes was really a metaphor for the uh, the eradication of pagan ideology from Ireland and the triumph of Christianity. Ooh. Within 200 years of Patrick's arrival, Ireland was completely Christianized. So, 
Especially since it's an island, I guess that makes sense. There's no snakes. But like, no snakes in general. None whatsoever. pretty wild. But they are reptiles. And, like, I know especially in, like, I, like, for an ecological aspect, snakes could be a problem, but more so it's, it's hopefully they outlaw, like, rats, mice, and house cats. They drove all the snakes to Florida. What they should have done is they should have brought out a stick and been like, no more rats. Yeah. House cats. House cats. Yeah, because they, they especially in island habitats, they'll decimate like bird populations. Oh, yeah. Ne- uh, ground nesting bird populations, things of that nature. Okay. So, um, there was one species of bird, like I said, great story, Mark, um, <laughs> that specifically like a sailor showed up with this cat, was there for a couple of months, this cat pretty much fucking just annihilated this entire species of like ground nesting bird because especially usually on islands begin with two or where there's not a lot of population like things aren't necessarily afraid of you and whatever Mm -hmm. and then rats will fuck with the nests or eat the the fledglings and things like that so yeah um but still like no snakes come on it's kind of wild but in reality there's just only christians and no more pagan ideology which is ridiculous who has time for their own beliefs? How dare you believe your own <clears throat> beliefs? Uh, next, corned beef and St. Patrick's Day food. Tell me not, about it. Not for the pagans. Oh. <laughs> Guess I don't get any tomorrow. Sinners. Uh, each year, thousands of Irish Americans gather with their loved ones on St. Patrick's Day and share a quote-unquote traditional meal of corned beef and cabbage. Though cabbage has long been an Irish food, corned beef only began to be associated with St. Patrick's Day at the turn of the 20th century. Irish immigrants living in New York City's Lower East Side substituted corned beef for the traditional dish of Irish bacon to save money. They learned about the cheaper alternative from their Jewish neighbors. So originally it was Irish bacon. Yep. And cabbage. And not. Yeah, Irish bacon and cabbage. So what exactly is Irish bacon? Like a thicker bacon? I don't know what Irish bacon is. We'll look, we'll look into that while we're talking about leprechauns. Uh, one, one icon of the Irish holiday is the leprechaun. Originally, or the, the original Irish name for these uh, figures of folklore is lobrican. Irish bacon is traditionally made from the back of pig. Instead of the belly. Instead of the belly. Huh. <laughs> What about Canadian bacon? What's it say on there? Both Canadian and Irish bacon are referred to as back bacon, but the right. Irish variety has more fat and often cut into a round shape. You can be a big pig too. Oi. <laughs> Interesting. So You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh so back to our story. Lobrican or small bodied fellow. Beliefs <laughs> the beliefs in leprechauns probably stems from a uh, cult of belief in fairies, tiny men and women who could use their magical powers to su- to serve good or evil. In Celtic folklores, folklores uh, leprechauns have been uh, cranky souls <laughs> responsible for mending the shoes of other fairies. Oh? Hmm. If fairies are flying, why do they need shoes? Not all fae fly. What? Not all fae fly. Why? And not all fae are good. Mm. Movies that from? They are notorious for being evil and mischievous. Really? Mm-hmm. So some of them just have to fucking walk in there and kick some ass. That's why leprechauns have to fix their shoes. Yep. 
This bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, leprechauns. Lubricants. <laughs> um, the only uh, are the only minor figures in Celtic folklore. Leprechauns are known for their trickery. Uh, they've been often used to protect their much fabled treasure, the pot of gold. <laughs> Leprechauns have had their own holiday or have their own holiday on May thirteenth, but are also celebrated on St. Patrick's Day, with many dressing up as the wily fairies. Wild. So May thirteenth is actually Leprechaun Day. Awesome. We should fucking write that down. May thirteenth. I'm gonna put it in the calendar. We could dress up our small children as leprechauns because they are small, small bodied, bodied fellows. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I've got. So uh, thank you for that. Um, and this other stand up comedy, talking about St. Patrick's Day, they were uh, shit talking uh, the American adoption of. Four leaf clovers because typically a shamrock is a three leaf clover. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, so all of a sudden you're gonna like. So is a four leaf clover like a ma- genetic anomaly? You're gonna make it lucky and just whatever, or it's a different type. Maybe it comes from a different type of clover, hmm. or whatever. Uh, I could look into that. You know. Please do. What I have found personally in finding four leaf clovers, if you find like a a, a patch or like a plant that has a four leaf clover in it. You're more Is likely. There more than one? You're more likely to find more four leaf clovers, five in leaf, that patch, five leaf clovers, Ooh. six leaf clover <gasps> potentially. Extra, extra lucky. I have impressed if you want to see them. Oh, I need to see them now. Uh, yeah, I'll bring one over bring for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to put them in greeting cards now. Best of luck in your future endeavors, and just four leaf clover <laughs> taped in there. Best wishes, warmest regards. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank you for that. Hey, thank you. Look forward to hearing your story. Oh, goodness. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy Mikulowski. Oh, Lordy. Okay, so I have some information on St. Patrick from CrimeMuseum.com. Snake driver. Snake driver. St. Patrick, the primary patron saint of Ireland, remains one of its most prolific national icons today. St. Patrick was born in Roman Britain in approximately 387 A.D., and is the missionary accredited with converting Ireland to Christianity. Born into a religious family in Scotland, Patrick was greatly influenced in his early life by his deacon father and priest grandfather. At the age of 16, a young Patrick was kidnapped by Irish raiders and sold into slavery in Ireland. Forced to work as a shepherd, he often suffered from hunger and extremely cold conditions. Despite this, he prayed daily and his faith in God grew. After six years, Patrick heard a voice telling him he he would soon go home, and that his ship was ready. Heeding this voice, he escaped his master and fled Ireland. A few years after returning home, Patrick recounted having had another vision, in which he received a letter entitled, The Voice of the Irish, and he read the letter, and he heard the Irish people calling to him in in a united voice, begging him to return. He interpreted this dream as a call to do mission work in pagan Ireland. He returned to the island as a priest, preaching and converting for 40 years. So he was he was a slave? He was owned by Irish people, yes. So where is he from? Scotland. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he returned there. He returned to I- the <clears throat> island as a priest. He hmm. was preaching and converting for 40 years. He was initially met with resistance, writing that he and his companion were seized and carried off as captive captives twelve times. 
Haven't we captured you once before? <laughs> Haven't we captured you enough? Sorry. <laughs> and that one on one occasion, he was chained and sentenced to death. Nevertheless, he and his disciples persevered. Throughout his missionary work, St. Patrick continued to promote the conversion of Ireland to Christianity by electing church officials, creating councils, founding monasteries, and organizing Ireland into dioceses. In 431, Patrick was appointed Bishop of Ireland, and the island is believed to have been officially converted to Christianity in 432. Man. So. All that lost. Yeah. Culture. But St. Patrick's Day and crime, St. Patrick's Day festivities worldwide have resulted in various violent and nonviolent crimes. Of historical significance is the bloody Chicago 1926 gang shooting known mm. as the St. Patrick's Day Massacre. I've heard of that. On March 16th, Alphonse Scarface <clears throat> Lambert attempted to wipe out rival crime lord Jean Arnaud and his men at a St. Patrick's Day party thrown by Arnaud's sister-in-law. The attack itself was no longer than 10 minutes, but it left no survivors. And St. Patrick's Day has been associated with alcohol consumption. What? From its early years, and it was one of the few days where the Lenten season restrictions on drinking were lifted. In modern times, the holiday has become chiefly characterized by excessive drinking. In fact, it has become one of the most difficult and dangerous days of the year for law enforcement and communities nationwide. Besides, like, Blackout Wednesday. Yeah, probably, right? I mean, isn't that every Wednesday? No. <laughs> According to the Colorado Department of Transportation, St. Patrick's Day is one of the two days of the year with the highest rate of DUI arrests. An estimated 10% increase in DUI violations is common during the weeks surrounding St. Patrick's Day. This percentage spikes when the holiday falls on a weekend, reaching a staggering 25%. Or tomorrow, which is on or, Friday. Or, yeah, or this year <laughs> and next year. Uh, yes. Research compiled by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in 2009, demonstrates that on St. Patrick's Day of that year, 37% of drivers involved in fatal crashes had a blood alcohol level of 0.08 or above. The report also states that 47 out of 103 people were killed in a crash that involved drunk driving. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, just don't do it. Have a driver, no find a leprechaun, what. something. There's Uber, <clears throat> there's Lyft, there's... DDs, find a pregnant person to drive you home. You know. Walk and choose. Yeah. Yeah. So well, after this, I'll tell you about my St. Patrick's Day drinking uh -oh. massacre. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More recently, the widely attended St. Patrick's Day parade in Hoboken, New Jersey, was canceled in 2012 in response to the highly alarming crime rates the year before. In 2011, 34 people were arrested and 166 people were admitted to the hospital. Two reports of sexual assault were also filed, as well as 555 citations for minor infractions, such as public intoxication and urination. These are a few of my favorite things. things. Also in 2012, a crowd in Baltimore, Maryland, beat, robbed, and stripped an intoxicated tourist of his clothing in the street. Not my favorite thing. No. Video of the crime was uploaded online and quickly went viral. Although technically taking place in the early hours of March 18th, this highly publicized crime gained the title St. Patrick's Day Beating. Mm. Ireland has had its fair share of prolific criminals and dangerous gang members. One of the bloodiest dissident groups in Irish history is known 
as the Irish Republican Army, or the IRA, a paramilitary revolutionary organization. The original IRA was formed in 1919 during the Irish War of Independence and was responsible for an extensive guerrilla campaign against British rule in Ireland throughout the war. The signing of the 1921 Anglo-Irish Treaty, which ended the war, was established and established Ireland as a self-governing dominion of the British Empire caused a rift within the IRA. Those who opposed the treaty in favor of a fully independent Irish Republic continued to use the name IRA and fought against their pro-treaty former companions in a civil war lasting from 1922 to 1923. Although the anti-treaty IRA was eventually defeated, a vocal minority continued to clash against British and Irish Free State forces. So, Irish Dyspora crime in the U.S. I don't know that word. I've never heard that word before. Diaspora? D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A. Don't know. Just guessing. As the second largest European ancestry group in the United States, Irish Americans make up almost 12% of the total population. According to the 2000 U.S. Census, 30.5 million Americans claim Irish ancestry amounting to almost five times the population of Ireland and Northern Ireland combined. Irish-American groups have helped shape American history since its colonization with over 10 U.S. presidents claiming Irish ancestry. Like other struggling immigrant communities of the 19th and 20th centuries, Irish-Americans in major cities responded to harsh economic conditions and political marginalization by forming their own organized crime syndicates. Hmm. The Irish mob is one of the oldest of these groups in the United States and has participated in criminal activities including racketeering, murder, hijacking, and drug trafficking since the early 19th century. Among history's prominent Irish-American mobsters is Chicago gang leader George Bugs Moran. Moran was Al Capone's lifelong rival and was known for his involvement in the St. Valentine's Day Massacre and the supposed popularization of the drive-by shooting. The Bugs or Bugsy? Bugs. Bugs. Also prominent. Bugsy is a different different mom. Bugsy Malone. Yeah, there you go. Also prominent was the <clears throat> underworld figure Oni the Killer Madden, a leading prohibition bootlegger and owner of the legendary speakeasy The Cotton Club. Nice. So that's just a little bit about St. Patrick and some some more Irish things like gangs. <laughs> So, um, I've only ever had one St. Patrick's Day massacre. Let's hear it. In my lifetime, it involved a couple. Well, if you were wearing green, you're at a certain bar. They gave you a uh, free beer, uh, free green beer the entire evening. Ooh, so, did you throw up green? So, what happened, <laughs> and this is what massacred I massacred a couch and, and a carpet. Oh, no. And one of my good friends at the time, at the time, uh, her house. So,. I just remember, like, waking up and being like, oh, no. <laughs> and, like, had told her. And I just, like, her her mom ended up coming over to, like, help her clean everything oh, up. Oh, no. And I was just like, hey, by the way, sorry about your couch and sorry about <laughs> your carpet. And, like, I'd hung out, like, two friends from high school or kind of friends from high school that you kind of, like, reestablish a friendship with. Yeah. And that definitely Valentine or uh, St. Patrick's Day murdered that friendship. Oh, that'll happen. So um, she had actually met her fiance, now husband, uh, at maybe like one of my birthdays when we went out to the bar or <laughs> or something, right? Because we all hung out together quite a bit. 
And like after that, like I don't know if it was like her not talking to me or me just not like not talking to her, but just like haven't really talked to her since, no, since no. that day. That'll happen. <laughs> just like, you destroy somebody's couch. Sorry and carpet. about your couch and carpet. So like, ooh, you know. Um. So yeah, be careful with green beer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even if it's free, um, <laughs> moderation is key. And uh, and always have. Well, we had a driver that night, but always have a driver. Always so, have yeah. a DD. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to Champagne and Green Beer and Murder, please. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our episode. And if you do enjoy our episode, feel free to tune in to all the avenues, which um, my co-host here will um, talk to you about right now. You can find us on Facebook. Check. Twitter. Check. Instagram. Check. And TikTok. Check. TikTok is the best one for behind the scenes fun because... We're Check. just boneheads. <laughs> so if you uh, you see those things and you like them, feel free to review. Uh, give us you can share them with people. Give us some stars. Send them to your friends, coworkers, neighbors, um, all the things. Fellow leprechauns, <laughs> fellow non-leprechauns, church group. You know, <laughs> not non church group. <laughs> whatever you're feeling, yeah. Feel free to spread our word. You know, get it, get it out there to the masses. I feel like we're spreading Christianity right just, now. Hey, get, hey, get it. <laughs> Champagne and murder, please. Just get it out there. Um, we're just trying to spread our word through through the world. So, so. <laughs> spread it on. <laughs> Say, here's the word. <gasps> spread them. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs>I think I'm only coming every three weeks. This is fucking great. (laughs) So, if you like champagne and murder, please. (laughs) So, if you like champagne and murder, please. Feel free to give us some likes. Thumbs up, thumbs sideways, thumbs down. Give us all the thumbs. All the things. Review us, learn us, know us, love us, spread the word. Follow us on all the things that we previously mentioned. Unless you're currently off all social media. Then then just tell other people who are on it. Then tell your friends, and then they can update you on what's going on. Like I ask my wife all the time, like, so what have I missed on the interweb, you know? Well, that's not fair. You can't do that. I missed two birthdays this week. My I know nephew, you did. My nephew and my niece. You're a terrible yeah, person. Because I'm like, usually I wait till their mom makes a post and they send them a birthday. <laughs> now I have to be an adult and keep a calendar. Yeah. So, uh. Put it in your phone like I do. So, like, share the word, but don't miss, miss birthdays. Yeah. You know? Can't and, miss um. Yeah, and, and we look forward to seeing you in the next three to five business weeks. <laughs> Um, Mark will be here next week, or he's going to get it. I will be here next week. Good. Yeah, I look forward to it. I'm glad and, to um, And remember. Stay safe. And, and don't, don't take candy, candy from, from strangers. strangers. Goodbye. Toodaloo.